Hey, welcome to the Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Ryan, we're back. We're back. I uh, thought we got canceled. We didn't. We're still here. Yeah, man. I've been gone for two weeks. I've taken it on the chin twice, two weeks in a row with uh, the Buckeyes and Browns taking a butt kicking on the weekend. So, uh, who were the yeah. Browns? Yeah, I know. They had a winning season this year, man. Leave them alone. <laughs> All right. Congrats. First time in like since I was a child. Don't call it a comeback. That's right. Don't call it a comeback. But anyway, we're back. Two weeks. We're back. Uh, a few people have been complaining. We appreciate you complaining. That means you cared, right? <laughs> Is that what it means? I, I thought guess. it just meant they like to complain. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's been two weeks off, but we're back. We're going to get back after it. Season's up on us, so we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, I know you've been a busy man. You was on Like Alive last night, man. That went really good. Yeah, dude. I, I had a good time with those guys. They're uh, uh, They're a lot like us, except successful. So it's, <laughs> it's cool hanging out with them. Yes. I don't know. I was, uh, I was in the comments a little bit and I enjoyed being a podcast troller rather than the tra- troll E. Yeah. I will see. I didn't, I didn't have any of the comments pulled up. So I was trying to like actually pay attention and then I went back and read, read all the comments and I was like, well, all right, at least everybody was in there. Yeah. A bunch of folks from KBN jumped over there. That was cool. It was uh it was a fun time. And you know, those guys seem genuinely interested in kayak fishing. Sound like Ike's going to do some, do some stuff. So I had heard rumor that he was, he was going to kind of go hard on the kayak side this year. Uh, but that was the first, you know, confirmation I've gotten from him. So that's exciting news. I hope yeah. he makes the TOC. I'd love to see him down there. Uh, I hope somebody also tells him that there's not a shootout to get into the TOC. Cause he seemed to be, he yeah. seemed to be leaning pretty hard on his shootout chances. Yeah, Shane tried to correct him midstream last night, but I don't think he caught the caught the. Every comment. time Shane tries to get me midstream, it never ends well. So <laughs> I just ignored that. Right, but yeah, man, the season's here. I mean, uh, coming up this weekend, we got the like seven KBF events going on. Really wouldn't what really wouldn't have. I mean, you know, seriously, but uh, I really wouldn't yeah. have a whole lot of uh, excitement about it except for one thing: the the legend. Conrad Cornbread Spaghetti is going up against some actual live anglers, you know, national type guys and girls that are traveling down there to fish against them. So I'm, I'm, I feel like this is going to be an awakening for young Cornbread. He, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm all excited to see, you know, how he performs. And if he puts up against those guys, it's going to be, it's going to be sick. So I'm I think you'll catch him, man. I, yeah. I mean, he fishes, he fishes his ass off down there. I have a hard time believing you know, he's not going to, he's not going to put up a, a pretty decent, decent bag. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't like, I can't even imagine what would happen if he does actually beat Russ Snyder's, uh, you know, we may have to bring him back on for that yeah, one. Yeah, He'll definitely come in. The next, the next step for him is going North of the Florida border. Right. I don't think he's going to make that. Somebody asked him if he was going to Seminole and he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah. too, too far, too far out of the swamp. Yeah, con- corn yeah, cornbread. I want to call him cornbread by accident, by default. But Conrad has uh, become a fan favorite, man. So we're pulling for you this weekend, Conrad. Hope you hope you do. Dude, your he thing. got a, He got a shout out on Night Live last night. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's made I, it. I heard He's Brian bring it. Bring his name up. Brian. <laughs> Brian loves. He loves Conrad. That's one of his favorite uh, pain points. Yeah, yeah. I know he. Uh, Brian kind of trolls, not trolls, but creeps. The KBN page. I see him in there sometimes. Oh yeah, no, he trolls like, like yeah. yeah. He he keeps he keeps his eyes on on what's happening over here. Somebody asked, "Who's the favorite to win the 10? I 
you know, I'm I saying have to say Russ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's done it before. So go, go ahead on a on a limb and say Russ Snyder's. <laughs> Any tournament that Russ is in, who do you think is the favorite to win? Uh, probably Russ, I'd say. Let me ask you this, because this is one thing I'm confused about with the multiple events on the same weekend. I understand why they do it from a logistics standpoint. But let's say Russ wins the 10, but somebody else wins the Saturday trail event. Another angler wins the Sunday trail event. Somebody different wins the 10 invitational. How do you determine who is the winner of the weekend? Or you don't. You just say everybody's a winner. Every, everybody's a winner, man. Everyone gets okay. Everyone gets a trophy. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, in my mind, the, the 10 is the event that's happening the down there. Everything else is kind of ancillary satellite, you know, if you want to drive down and watch, but the 10 is the big one. I got you. And in my opinion, the 10 is probably the best thing that KBF does is, is that kind of elite event, uh, you know, used to, it had a huge online component, which I didn't like because you get guys that, that would rely solely on online fishing to compete in this, you know, elite championship. But right. I think since they've weeded that out, you know, I think that helps out a whole lot. Yeah. Good stuff. I'll be excited. I'm like I said, with Conrad going in there, I'm, I'm excited to, to flip over there and watch it. Uh, I think it's all on uh, fishing chaos this time rather than our typical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, deal, so will this be the first run of, of uh, multiple tournaments on the app? Maybe I mean, at least from, from, from kayak fishing. From yeah, kayak yeah, fishing yeah. I think so. So I'll be curious to see how that goes too. I mean, that guy was yeah. impressive when we had him on. So yeah, I think it'll go all right. But that'll be cool. Be cool to see how it goes. But uh, yeah, man. Anything else? I th think your boy Jordan didn't he win a tournament this last weekend? Some locals are starting off. Jordan is. Jordan says he's he's got his groove back. Marshall's got a new girlfriend. He's got his head straight. He, you know, he says he's he's brand new that he's he's taken back over Knoxville. Eric Thomason kind of ran the show last year, and and Marshall says he's back. This is his city. He's not going to let Lambert beat him in the two biggest tournaments up there again. So, all right, welcome yeah. back. I saw, I saw the super mullet holding those big uh, big smiley and largemouth <laughs> up on Norris Lake. So that was cool to see. But John Allen, we're not going to acknowledge you here yet, man. We're not in the comments yet, John. Chill. Gosh, John's going ham tonight. We'll get to the comments later. But, uh, yeah, we want to get these next guests in here. We've had a few people from different local – or not local, but regional trails on. I, Texas, we've always said, it's kind of its own region. So they, these guys are starting something new there, and uh, we're excited to talk to them about it. So Let's do it. Let's press pause, get a little word from our, from our sponsor, and then we'll uh, bring them in. KBN Live is brought to you by Western Sun Vodka. Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled, award-winning, gluten-free vodka. They are independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. All right, fellas, what's up? Welcome in uh, Chris Morales and Joseph Sanderson to the uh, KBN Live. Appreciate you, fellas. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Uh, you don't sound real excited, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so uh, yeah. much. No. Uh, and Chris is also known on the KBM group page as the, your mom pro staff director. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that. Uh, we're looking, we're looking to add some, uh, to our 300 plus members. <laughs> 300 oh plus. Is wow. there levels to that? The field and field staff first, or is it just straight into the, to the main just, team? Just straight into pros. You know, we, we got to get this kayak thing rolling here. Uh, okay. 
Okay. Gonna start taking it serious. I got you. Well, uh, we're excited to have you guys in here. You know, there's there's a lot of trails in Texas, but we wanted to have you on and and you know, let's just jump right into it. Tell us how this came to be and what's different about this trail and what what the need was for it there in Texas. Yeah. So, Chris, I'll go first. Um, yeah, go to me, so for y'all that don't know, I ran, um, I directed the Cats Trail last year, and it was awesome. It was great. Um, ACK has done so much for the sport down here in Texas, especially central Texas. Um, but I left the season feeling like, like there was a little bit of a void. And that void was a higher stakes, kind of higher poker type trail. And um, got together with Chris and Andrew Jacobson, who um, is not on here right now, and just kind of cultivated the idea of, hey, let's make a trail that is something different than the state of Texas has to offer right now. We have so many great trails, Southeast Texas cats, San Antonio kayak fishing, East Texas, uh, North Texas, um, West Texas. So I think there's six regional trails that are all in the, you know, 50 to $75 entry fee range. And we're like, Hey, let's make something a little bit bigger and make it statewide. So that's where TKC Texas kayak championship kind of came from uh, $160 entry fee. And we're going to all regions of the state, um, and we'll we'll get to the schedule. Um, I'm sure here in just a minute, but it kind of makes it to where people from North Texas, from East Texas, from South Texas, can all come and fish. You know, at least three of the events that we're requiring to qualify for the championship. So higher stakes and kind of um, you know statewide and trying to fill that void that Texas um, has or had in the past tense um, in the kayak tournament scene. So, yeah. What That's was what cats? Like what, what's the differentiators between, between the cats trail and, and this trail? Yeah. So cats last year was um, very central Texas, Austin located um, for our championship. We, you know, went a little bit farther away, but um, cats is, you know, in the past, we've gone to the Palestines up in North Texas, to the OHIVs kind of in West Texas, to the Rayburns out in East Texas. But, um, you know, that has kind of drawn back in, sucked back into the Austin area. And now we are going more statewide again with TKC and once again, upping the stakes as well. So entry fee and payout is one of the biggest things. And then also just, you know, the regions that we're going to be fishing um, are much more widespread as well. So those are the two main differences. So what was the, uh, did you guys reach out and talk to any of the, re the different tournament trail directors that you guys were doing this? Or did you spring it on them? Are y'all working together on this? You know, how did that go? Was it, or in other words, was it re received well by them? I didn't think you were trying to come in and, and do anything on top of their trails. Yeah, yeah so I mean, we kind of scheduled around it um like i run uh, southeast texas and then uh and then we're friends with the uh, with the new cats director and then uh, duke of course up north and uh and we we made sure to to avoid as many uh like overlapping of tournaments that we could um of course with so many tournaments i think there's a tournament every weekend from now through june so uh it's it's impossible to not overlap at some point, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, 
I haven't heard anything negative or, or, or anything. So like we kind of let everyone else put their schedule out and then, and we kind of came in with this one at the end. So. Yeah. I think it's been, you know, very well received statewide. We've got people up in North Texas that are very excited about it. Um, Southeast Texas, you know, is very excited about it as well. Um, heck the, the cats tournament directory said that TKC is the only trail that he's going to fish personally this year as well. So, um, you know, we, all of the dates are separate. We're not fishing on any date that another Texas trail is running a tournament. Um, so I, I mean, you know, I think that there is room for everyone, especially, um, you know, with this being just kind of a different level of tournament. So. Is there uh, any kind of membership fee, anything like that? Or are these all just opens? No, all just opens uh, this first year. Uh, we didn't really focus a whole lot on um, on sponsorships or anything. It's more of a just all the money uh, is going to the pot, and then a handful goes to the AOI pot, handful goes to the championship pot. And then, of course, you got tourney X fees. So, um, uh, yeah. That was my next question. You guys are using Tourney X, right? Uh, yeah. I, I answer me this. What what have cats, for example, and maybe you had a hand in this, Joseph, was kind of a late adopter of that whole uh, online tournament management system. Well, what was the resistance down there to that happening in South, yeah. South, I guess that'd be Southeast Texas. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, so we've been using attorney uh, X for cats for the last at least two, maybe three years now. Um, before that, I think the resistance was just the camaraderie, I guess. Um, people really love to get together and hang out at the, you know, weigh in and, and all that stuff. But it got to the point to where, you know, we were pulling a hundred, I think 66 people was the biggest cats tournament that we had. And it took three and a half hours to, you know, judge the fish and pick the winner and all that stuff and it just got to the point to where we kind of outgrew being able to do that and you know looking nationwide we got to keep up with the times and you know here we are and tourney x is is here and um you know i angler for those trails that use that and online scoring systems um you know are just kind of the the thing now and especially with covid too that's that's a huge thing because you can you know run a tournament and have a tournament in a safe space and um, score the fish virtually. Um, I mean, Chris isn't even going to be at any of the tournaments. Well, he's not slated to be, if he wants to show up, of course he can, but he's going to be scoring all the fish from, you know, the comforts of his own home and stuff. And it's, you know, a great thing. And, uh, we're excited to have, you know, tourney X to, uh, to use for TKC. And, um, I know it's been a great thing for cats for the last couple of years as well. Yeah. I always found that odd because cats was the series, at least in Arkansas, you know, I know the Tennessee boys don't look, look west of the Mississippi, but you know, <laughs> we looked at cats as like the series. You know what I mean? Like to try to model yeah. around. They, they, you guys were pulling big numbers ten years ago, uh, yeah. so it was kind of funny that it was late to the to the online management game. But now everybody in Texas is using it, if I understand it right, right? Yeah, There's some version of the online scoring system. I think North Texas yeah. might still be using iAngler. Other than Duke, yeah, Duke. <laughs> I angle. He's sticking with he's sticking with Michael. He's a good guy. Uh, we got a YouTube comment coming in. Somebody's asking, "Is our electric motors going to be allowed in TKC?" Yes. 
they are. Yes, uh, they are. Texas is allowing them this year too, but um, you know, kind of once again, and just trying to keep up with the times. Um, you know, like uh, Bassmaster, like you know the the KBF tournaments. We're we're gonna allow them. Uh, we're not gonna allow trolling with the trolling motors with the electric motor, um, but they will be um, allowed for getting from point A to point B to point C. Pretty uh, standard regulations on those. Yes, sir. Okay. Nothing wild like triple saltwater motors or anything. No, uh, no we're not going to allow that. Uh, um, I, I did see or uh, any of the two point three horsepower. Who was it? Robert Morton. I don't know. Uh, two engines. Texas guy down here. He mounted a, an Altera to the back of his PA already. So. Okay. Yeah, Robert's always on the on the cutting edge. Has he still got that mobile garage that he drives around with? Uh, I don't know what he's got now. I know he's got a massive boat garage that he built, and then got rid of his boat. So. <laughs> Ryan, good. back in back in the day before the kickup fins, Robert Morton down at the uh, original TOC saved everybody that had a Hobie because he had that big mobile garage, and I think he fixed thirty something uh, garage drives down there. Good dude. Thank thank God for kickup fins. That's right. That's right. Like <laughs> like Fork used to eat the well, used to eat everybody's props and fins. I think uh what was it? Down in Louisiana, uh, they used to they used to have quite a fit with the uh stumps down there too. At yeah. the big what where was the KBF open down there? Was it Caddo? No, that was the national championship. Uh what's the one they had the the big the big open on every year, Jeff, in the fall? They used to have a event. Scotch used to win the damn thing. Yeah, Toledo Bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and at the Bend. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, most lakes in Texas will eat your drives up. Um, Yeah. uh, Aside from once you get more central Texas, west Texas, it's it's more clear, deep water. But anything east, southeast, north, it's full of stumps and trees and grass (laughs) and everything else. Piney woods. Yeah. Get after so, for sure. Okay. Joseph, Katie's all over you for moving your phone. I don't know if you can see the comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, I'll show, I'll it's like a, horse, a horse eating a carrot, like right against the microphone. Hey, I've been cracking up. Like, I'm pulled over in a Bank of America parking lot. Right appreciate now. it, man. We appreciate it. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> hey, does anyone know if Clifton Allen is uh, banned from Facebook? Because he's watching on YouTube. He is. Okay. No, he is banned I from Facebook. So. He's on YouTube. Post lately. So. Yeah, he's in the YouTube comments. So he found yeah. a way. He found I think a way. John's trying to take up, you know, take up the slack here in the comment section. We also had a guy that asked if if this new tournament series that just announced that they were using tourney eggs would be migrating to fishing chaos. I don't know. I don't know why they would why they would announce tourney eggs to plan to to migrate to fishing chaos. I don't no, think I don't think no, a lot of tournament trails are planning to do that at all. No, and not not now, and and probably not in the near future either. Um, and I've talked to those guys. Like I said, I run a. a local trail down here and uh, and they've contacted me about running it but um but the way i do the payouts and stuff it just it makes it so much easier the way i have it set up with tourney x right now and uh i won't Pretty go into simple too much if you know how to run a paypal account yeah. <laughs> Man, no feds are watching no, but, uh, no, <laughs> the feds i don't even know what fishing chaos is so hey I think that's that, fine just yeah probably better yeah off. you're you're fine yeah you'll be all right 
Yeah. 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 The central guys are still getting used to not using digital cameras, so I don't want to hit them with too many changes right now. So. Yeah. They used to do like hand sketches of their fish or something, didn't they? And they, how yeah. they did weigh yeah, in. It was like a chisel, <laughs> a chisel and a rock, I think. And they would like. <laughs> I wrote those uh, Somebody asked about trolling. I'm going to throw that comment up there. So why not, why can't you troll with an electric motor when you can do it with a pedal drive? I'm assuming you can't do that with a pedal drive either. Is that y'all's rule? No, we're going to allow trolling with the pedal drive. Um, oh. Mm. I, I'm not a big proponent of, of trolling in general, personally. Um, but I know that a lot of people are. Um, you know, you still got to be able to, you know, read a map and read your graph, I guess. Um but if you could just kick on your trolling motor and turn it on five power and just hold a rod out the side, you know, you at least got to put a little effort into it and kick your legs or, you know, paddle your kayak <laughs> or something, I guess. So that's why we're not allowing trolling with the, uh, the trolling motor. Um, it just seems like, I mean, I think trolling is a little bit too easy in general, but trolling with the trolling motor is, you know, way too easy. And there's a reason that, you know, that, Bassmaster and FLW and whatever that they don't allow trolling, um, you know, with the well trolling in general, but trolling with the trolling motor as well. So um, that's yeah. my take on it. Um, just a little bit, you know, even even too easy, and you got to put a little bit of effort into it. So we got a guy here that does well in the monthly onlines, uh, basically running a spider rig with his motorized kayak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we are allowing only one rod in the yeah. water at a time too so we won't have any outriggers or anything like that you know people running four crankbaits behind them so got to draw the line somewhere yeah so so what are you guys thinking numbers wise i mean it sounds like the response has been good in the comments there's a lot of texas folks talking about it. they're excited so what are, you, what are you guys thinking numbers wise for your first event i mean next week right first event uh yeah, yeah two weeks two little, weeks little oh, little under two weeks and but. I don't know. It's kind of kind of up in the air. I think that, you know, we're shooting for 50 people a tournament. Um, if we get 50 people a tournament, we're going to be paying out 10 grand in the championship guaranteed. So that's what we're, we're shooting for. I think that's kind of the baseline. Um, I would not be surprised if we saw close to 100 people at the first tournament at, at Fayette. Um, Fayette's yeah. a fan favorite. It's a power plant lake down here. Um, you know, when all the other lakes are still in winter mode, Fayette spawning. Um, I think last weekend at the Southeast Texas, um, trail, the water temp was in between 63 and 67 degrees. So, um, a lot of people like to get out and fish that lake and, um, you know, we're, we're hopeful for, for big numbers. Yeah, we had a 91 last or this past Saturday at Fayette. So, uh... I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, between 80 to 100 at Fayette. It's just a big draw lake. It's the super kayak friendly. It's 2,000 acres, warm, fish are deep, fish are shallow, fish are in trees. Uh, not a whole lot of grass, but you can go flip reeds if you want. But, um, uh, and on top of that, there's usually about 150 boats that are just out there fishing too. So uh, it's a... It gets pounded on, but there's, you know, every fish is, you know, 18 to 20 inches. So, so there, there's that, there's that schedule, boys. So let's, uh, I want to hear John and Clifton call your shots. Which, which, which events are you going to show up and clean house at? 
Let me throw that schedule back on top for everybody. Fayette, Palestine. Is it Palestine or Palestine? How do you say it? it Palestine. You, Palestine. It's not a place in the Middle East then. Palestine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Hubbard Creek, Belton, Amistad, and where's the championship? TBD or? Yeah. Okay. I'll get a vote. I'll put them on like Livingston or something, some horrible lake. <laughs> I hear Louisville in June is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I might do that just to make up for the, uh, the missing of the classic there. So. I heard the turnout for 2022, but um, I guess we'll see. So I'll go and run through my take on the schedule. Um, Chris can can follow up. Um, so Fayette Power Plant Lake, um, you know that's probably one of the most well known lakes here in Texas. Uh, it generally takes high nineties to win. Um, fan favorite. Uh, you'll be able to catch them spawning, post spawn, pre spawn, whatever you want to do. It's going to be great. Um, Palestine is the next one. Um, it's kind of a cool deal because the MLF is going to be going there the week before we're there and uh, everyone will kind of know the patterns and all that stuff. Uh, Palestine's a big fish lake. It also is a very early spawning lake. Um, so we're going there at the end of February and those fish will more than likely be on beds there. And it's not a power plant lake. They've spawned in, you know, high fifties, low 60 degree water there. Um, I think two years ago, a guy from North, uh, they had a North Texas trail there, Chris Shadow, and he caught a 12 and a half pounder. It was like 26 and a half or 27 inches on a drop shot, like three feet of water. So wow. we're hoping to see some big stringers there. Um, they live there for sure. Um, That'll I bend think, a catch board. Yeah. That will. That's, a, <laughs> sure. that's a hoss. That'll even yeah. bend the carbonite probably right there. <laughs> So moving on from that one is probably the biggest wild card of a tournament um, that we have on the schedule. Hubbard Creek. It's a lake that's about an hour and a half west of Fort Worth. It has hydrilla growing in 25, 30 feet of water out there. Um, you can go way up the river and get into muddy water and flip trees. You can go out in the main lake and be fishing in 25 feet of water. Um, my, you know, y'all, y'all know that I'm good buddies with, with Guillermo uh, last spring, I got so annoyed. I was at work and got so many calls from him and I'm like, like, what's up G how can I help you? And he's like, Oh man, I just caught like an eight pounder at Hubbard. And I'm like, Oh sweet dude. And you know, two hours later, Oh dude, I just saw like an 11 pounder on a bed at Hubbard Creek. And I don't know. So a lot of the North Texas guys are very excited about that turn uh, about that tournament. Um, should be some really big stringers that come there or that come out of there. And not a lot of people know about that lake outside of the North Texas guys. So really excited about that one. Um, moving on from that, we're going down to Belton. It's one of the only smallmouth fisheries that we have here in the state of Texas. So um, we should see some large mouth, some smallmouth. Um, it'll be post-spawn. Um, I think it's going to be a topwater showdown. I could be wrong, but um, that'll, be, that'll be a fun tournament there. Um, a lot of big boat tournaments go there as well. So it'll be fun to fish a, a lake that not a lot of kayak tournaments have been held on, but a lot of boat tournaments have been held on. Um, and then after that, the battle on the border, Lake Amistad, everyone knows about Lake Amistad. Um, even for the guys that fish it a lot, it's going to be a little bit different this year. The lake is 45 feet low right now, 
last time I checked. So, you know, a lot of places that some guys would normally fish are probably going to be out of the water. So um, I was down there in December uh, doing a little bit of hunting and the lake is very healthy. Lots of hydrilla. The water looks great. It's just way smaller than it normally is. So um, that'll be a lot of fun. I know that a lot of people love Amistad. Scotch is a huge fan of Amistad. Um, you know, and the San Antonio guys make it down there quite a bit too. So I think the entire trail, it's different, you know, lots of different regions being touched. And I think that we're going to hit all of the lakes at very good times for each one of the lakes. If we were to, you know, switch Amistad and, you know, uh, Belton per se, you know, it, it, it would fish completely different. So we're excited about the timing. We're excited about where we're going as well. More touching is always good. That's always the, the, <laughs> the right approach. Uh, Andy Middleton said, does the Devil's River flow into Amistad? Yes, it does. Um, there you go, Andy. Trivia. Yeah. yeah, we haven't defined boundaries there, but you know there will be a limit of how far up the Devil's Arm you can go. Um, there's a pretty good little shelf where the river actually drops off into the lake. That'll probably be the boundary we haven't discussed it yet but um yeah the devil's river not to uh not to segue too much but that's probably my favorite fishery in the entire country it's uh absolutely incredible so if y'all get the chance to to do that trip most definitely do that what kind of time frame to do the devil's river it doesn't that take some, some a significant amount of time because it's not like you can take out along the way if i understand it right yeah, uh, the private landowners are, are big sticklers down there. So it depends on how long of a float you want to do. Um, you can do, it's split up into segments. So you have miles 0 to 15, 15 to 30, and then 30 all the way down to Rough Canyon, which is like mile 47. And Rough Canyon is the only public takeout. Um, well, let me back up. The put-in at Baker's Crossing is mile 0. And the next public takeout is mile 47 at Rough Canyon. If you're going to take out at mile 15 or mile 30, you got to hire an outfitter. And that's through the Devil's River State Natural Area. And, you know, you got to jump through a bunch of hoops and all that stuff. But if you want to do it completely DIY, you need to do the entire 47 miles from Baker's Crossing all the way down to Rough Canyon, which is actually on Lake Amistad. So if you're to do mile 0 to 15, you can do that in two days, mile 0 to 30 typically a three to four day trip depending on how much um, ground you want to cover and if you want to do the entire 47 miles four to six days depending on how much ground you want to cover so that's crazy That'd be awesome i know it's on a lot of bucket list you talked about doing that didn't you ryan at some point i mean that's i would love to get a trip get a trip like that up you know get get a few guys to go out and you know have have a good time i don't know we may have to uh, float an empty boat behind us to haul the coolers and stuff but <laughs> <laughs> have a good have a good trip yeah it'd be fun it's on it's on my list i just don't know if i can uh i don't know if i'm too much of a wimp these days i don't know i have to bring a you lot can of time it. you can on how to grow. It's, not, it's not a trip for the pain of heart that is for yeah, sure. man. The rabbit, uh, uh, a lot uh, of portaging uh, and dragging your kayak over stuff yeah. No, uh, shitting in a bag and uh, carrying <laughs> in on a kayak. And... Okay. All right. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> good times. Wow. So I'll just stick to the muddy water over here. You know, that, uh... The muddy water. That's what they call it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So awesome schedule, uh, Joseph. I mean, geez. 
don't know what else to say about it. Texas is full of legendary lakes anyway, so I'm sure it wasn't hard to put together a small schedule like that and, and, and you know, put together an elite series. Uh, yeah. Was there any that were left out that people complained about? Of course. Yeah, I mean, LeVon. LeVon, yeah, we just saw that a minute ago. Always. People have their home lake that they for sure would love to see on there. Um, one lake that I really wanted to see on there that probably not a lot of people know about is Lake of the Pines. Um, it's a lake out in East Texas. Hope to hope to have that one on there next year. But, uh, you know, we just really focused on going to lakes with the exception of Fayette that not a lot of kayak tournaments are held on um, that also touch all of the regions of Texas. So that's how we came up with the schedule. Um, they're all great fisheries. We didn't really put a tough fishery on there. We wanted to see a lot of big numbers, a lot of fish caught, um, get the hype going, keep the hype up about it. And, you know, hopefully put lakes on there that we could draw even some, you know, newbies to the kayak scene that really want to dive in head first and, you know, get them out there and catch a few fish. So, um, I think everyone's pretty happy, uh, pretty, pretty soaked on the schedule. Um, even got a few people from out of state that are going to try to make it down to a tournament or two. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, uh, even with the schedule we have, like we left out, like, a lot of the staples, right? Like the Forks, Rayburns, Toledo Bend, Conroe's, like like big lakes everyone is is aware of in Texas. It's just uh, just goes to show you the the quality of fishing here. So um, yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting. Like I said, it's a it's a lot of lakes that I I don't fish. I don't even fish at all, as you can see from the photo you guys grabbed of me there. <laughs> I, I had to dig for it, man. I had to grab something yeah, out, I, of your, I, out of your pick. That's I good. At least I know my privacy settings are pretty good. So yeah, <laughs> fishing's yeah. overrated, man. I don't. Yeah. We're we're just here to hang out anyway. That's yeah, right. that's all it is. That's uh, our boy Clifton that. would Clifton would say there's a lot of perception anglers, so it's okay. Perception anglers, <laughs> that's hilarious. And a lot of people thought that was a slight on the on the company. Is the funny yeah. the the funny brand. part? <laughs> the brand? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Too funny. What, speaking of brand, what brand of hat are you wearing? That's that's a uh, a question that's popping up here. Uh, that's the Breakline. Breakline fishing. A, I don't know if that was a setup or what. Christopher Delgado threw that. Oh yeah, probably. It's just a little thing I do that helps. Yeah, uh, I do some jerseys and, and apparel just on the side to help fund uh, my local trail without having to come out of pocket for anything. So uh, nice. It allows me to pay for food, to cook at all the events, and uh, and and provide some raffle items and all that stuff. So awesome! That's good stuff. Up. So let me let us know this, guys. Uh, we all know, you know, Joseph travels around and does well in, in national tournaments. We know Guillermo, Scotch, Brian Howell. Uh, there's a handful of other folks that leave Texas and do good nationally. But who in Texas that doesn't really travel and leave are the, are the, the hammers of the threats? that you guys see uh, taking up the money in this thing. I think, uh, I think this trail is going to sort that out because there are tons of sticks here that, uh, that may not be able to travel nationally, uh, whether it's from, from family or finances or from, uh, from jobs or whatever it is. But, uh, uh, ones who don't fish nationally, um, I would say, uh, Jacob Moeller is probably up there on a guy who can compete anywhere and catch fish anywhere. 
Um, I mean, there's a few. Jeremiah Smith probably can do good everywhere. Um, you know, Andrew Dixon, um, several guys up north. I mean, we got a couple guys on our local trail, Ruben Martinez, Michael Morgan, that, that don't really leave the area. I mean, there's, there's so many guys. Yeah, that's uh, I've got I've got a few. Um, most of the guys nationally probably don't know him, but like Chris mentioned, uh, Jake Moeller is going to be a force to be reckoned with. The guy is meticulous. He studies every detail of everything. He's going to be fishing some of the Hobie trails this year. Um, so look out for him, not only in this trail, but also nationally. Um, Adam Eslack is another guy out of San Antonio who's you know, a great, great angler. Tyler Howell is another San Antonio guy. Um, Jeff Isham, Isham, I don't know exactly how you say his last name, but he's, he's a great angler. Ruben Martinez as well. Um, Tony Sebron, if uh, if he ends up making it out to, to any of these. Um, gosh, Armando Saucedo out of Austin. Jeremiah out of Austin. Jeremiah Smith. Um, there, There's a few of them that have kind of stayed local um for the past few years but i think we you know i think we're we're getting ready to have i don't know if it's going to be this year or next year or a couple years down the road but there's going to be a big handful of texas anglers that start branching out from just the texas scene and go nationally and uh or go national and i hope that the kind of the hope and you know in, in my eyes is that the tkc is you know, maybe a, another stepping stone towards the national level trails, the, you know, higher buy-ins and all that stuff. Um, you know, that's definitely not the goal of it, but I hope that that's a benefit of it as well. I like that. I think we all have, you know, in our states, people that are like that, that don't really get to travel. But I think Texas is just at another level with the sheer numbers of, of anglers that you guys have. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so many good guys. And, I mean, you can probably pick, 10 guys from each each regional trail and, and throw it against the wall and, uh, and, and be fine with any of them, you know. It's, uh, here's another thing. Um, there's a big crew of original Cats guys. You know, they call themselves the OGs. And I think that the OGs this year might make a little bit of an appearance as well. Uh, Ryan Herzog, Marcus Villanueva. Um, if Chris Siebenthaler decides to come back out, uh, Bobby LaBeouf. Um, you know, I'm sure y'all have probably heard some of those names from, from times past. And I think, uh, I think they might be making a comeback this year. We'll, oh we'll my, yeah. Man, Siebes was going to fish this yeah. weekend actually, but he had like emergency at work and, uh, I was looking forward to that. I was hoping to come out there and take all them young kids money. But... Do the OGs have like leather vests with, with patches or anything to identify yeah, they roll themselves? Yeah, they their sleeves or... and put their cigarette, yeah. cigarette packs yeah. in them. <laughs> they have one percenter tattooed anywhere on them, do you think? And, and I mean, all jokes aside, those guys are some of the guys that really kick-started the Cats Trail and made it what it is and, you know, put Texas on the map and really put kayak tournament fishing on the map. And I don't think those guys get enough credit. Um, you know, everyone hears about them and, you know, knows about them, but don't really know all of the legwork and the time and effort that they put into making at least in Texas and really nationally what kayak tournament fishing is today. So um, I hope that they come out and I hope that they get a lot of recognition and 
stuff. And I, I think it would be really good for the sport to have all those guys, you know, back and, you know, making a splash and, and what our, what our game is today. Hey, what, uh, does Steve Garcia still fish with you guys down there? Oh, Steve, I forgot about him, man. Yeah. Up until like two years ago, I don't. I didn't see him fish last year. Because he was a hammer. Ryan, you may not even know this tournament existed, but the first big tournament I ever went to, the first large, I, I shouldn't say, it wasn't even a big numbers tournament. It was the first high-level tournament. was an event hosted by an organization with the initials PKA. What? Uh, it was the Professional Kayak Anglers Association or something like that. And it was on Lake Fork. It was the very first tournament of champions. And uh, a lot of those guys you guys just mentioned from down in South Texas, Texas came up to that. But Steve Garcia won that, and that's where I, where I met him and some of those other folks. And I haven't heard much from him the last few years. Yeah. Steve's around um, for sure. He fished a couple cats events last year, but he's definitely slowed down a little bit. Um, he's not really on the social media game either, so he kind of keeps keeps quiet. And whenever he shows up, everyone is like, "Oh boy, Steve G's here!" You know, better better watch out. So. Hope, uh, hope he he makes a comeback, and um, you know I think he might have had a few personal, uh, you know, things going on that he had to take care of. I don't really know the extent of it, but um, hope that all of those are, are handled. And, you know, he makes a comeback. So yeah, that's always a name I, I remember from back. You know, I guess it's been eight nine years ago, but I haven't seen it lately. So good to hear he's coming back around. Um, Dwayne Wallace in the comments. He was one of our wildy guys. He was on the wilderness team. Yeah, back when. Uh, that was a thing. Pretty, no. Yeah, pretty much everybody was on the wilderness we'll team there one time. Or... Some new lemon stuff. Oh, you got your hands on some of that already? Oh, man. Let's go. Just topping it off over here. Don't mind me. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Monster Energy tonight. I I indulged in too many uh, too many of those Western Sun Moscow mules last night, and uh, that was a bad bad call on my part. Ryan's building his uh, his resistance up all the way to the year-end show so he can down the whole bottle on the year-end uh, show. <laughs> no, no, he is not. The big bottle? Like the really big? Uh... Instead of the three-quarter bottle, he's getting the whole thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, that's the little bottle. I, I'm down with that. I can handle yeah. that. But, yeah, just yeah. long-arm it and make it look like a giant bottle and shoot it down. Yeah, just, get, like, yeah. just like my fish. Yeah, <laughs> hold them out there. Long get a long straw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good stuff, man. It's been a good conversation. We appreciate you guys coming on here. I want I want to ask – a few more things before we wrap it up here in 10 minutes or so. Um, and that is just fishing related, you know, to you individually, a couple of, especially Joseph. I don't know if Chris even fishes the way he was talking, but Joseph, I, I kind of look at you like a, uh, I don't know, man, like a special forces angler. You fly into these tournaments on like a Friday night and then cash checks, fly home. And next thing you know, you're in the TLC and you're up there in the top 10. Uh, explain your at least your 2020 season and how you pull that off and make that happen for big tournaments. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, this might be a little bit too much information, but I really decided to start fishing the Hobie trail whenever my girlfriend and I broke up, um, oh. kind of freed up a lot of time on the weekends and stuff. So um, it saved like, Marshall hey, season too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so, um, I was like, yeah, so let's, let's get after this and, you know, work like, Last year, I only had five days of PTOs. My first year back with my company, and, you know, we're, you, you know, they had to do what we had to do. So I was like, all right, well, let's catch a flight Friday and fly in. And, you know, AJ was great to hook me up with kayak, and you know, Christine and Guillermo were great to hook me up with a few rods. And I 
brought two uh, Plano boxes of tackle on the on the plane with me and did a lot of you know internet scouting and YouTube videos and all that stuff or whatever whatever that's worth and it's like all right well let's go and a few spots and, and try to go fish and you know fish harder than everyone else make more casts than everyone else and um, you know try to make up for the lack of knowledge that I might have on the fishery and, uh, and that's kind of kind of what happened um, at the Mississippi River did well did an 18 mile float on the first day and kind of figured out a pattern and figured out you know where I wanted to focus the next day and you know fish half a day on Sunday and drove back to Minneapolis and flew out and got the call from from AJ hey you know, you're in the money um, while I was going went through security I was like okay well that's cool let's try that again and uh, to the to the Susky and uh, you know just pick really community hole there fish below a dam and uh, that ended up working out and same deal and I was like all right well one more and let's make the TOC and um, went down under the Coosa chain and um, really missed a bunch of big fish at the Coosa chain that you know maybe could have made a run, run at, at AOY that's a that's a big comment but uh, it was incredible and uh, the TOC you know got to got to fish in the same areas as Ryan and dumped in a few good fish and uh, felt lucky to catch 11 keepers my entire time at the TOC and um, you, know, you know, made it happen. And, uh, yeah, so it was fun, and I, I'm really excited to do it again this year. I'm going to try to drive at least three events, maybe get a day or two of practice in, and uh, fly into three more events, and you know, you know cross my fingers and, and see what happens. I think uh, you and and Ryan is like this at a lot of events too. You guys, are, you know, I've always talked about a, an official practice period and against these people that get two weeks at a lake or a week, uh, but you're like the uh, the flag flying that it doesn't matter. Like you can just show up a day or two before and make it happen. Still, I mean, I, I think pre-fishing yeah. is definitely a big factor, but I don't think it is the only factor. I mean, I think you can. You know, if you do do a little bit of homework and, and have a little bit of luck, I mean, honestly, you, you don't know what fish are going to bite when you get out there on tournament day anyway. So you definitely have to have some good graces going your way. But, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to knock anybody out. I think if you're, you know, you're supposed to be catching them, then all you got to do is show up on tournament day. Yeah. To me, it's, it's one of those things, like, I know that, I'm going to have to make up for the lack of knowledge that, that I have with that comes without pre-fishing. So whenever I go to a new lake or, or something, I just know that I have to put my head down and fish harder than everyone and make more casts than everyone else to, to make up for that lack of knowledge. And, you know, I, that's just my thought process. I'm a power fisherman. I don't, I, I can't finesse stuff very well. Um, um, I don't like sitting there and, you know, dragging the jig along the bottom. Give me a spinnerbait. Give me a crankbait. You know, give me a topwater and let's go make, you know, more casts than, than everyone else in the tournament and fish for those hungry fish. So that's uh, that's my mindset going into those tournaments blind. Um, worked out this year. We'll see if it does next year. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. It's encouraging to, to you know, see that happen where folks that can't get the amount of time off that they need, if they can make that mental adjustment, they can still go out there and make it happen. Absolutely. Uh, and I had one question because I know I've been trying to talk Ryan into coming to the Broken Bow event for the Hobie BOS. 
I don't know if he's gonna make the trip over there, but I'm, you know, I've become uh, pretty good friends with Guillermo over the years, and he told me a story about you on Broken Bow, uh, in a tw- I think a twelve pounder. Is that is that right? Yeah, it was. Pretty, it, it was. It was a twelve eight. Is is what that fish went? And it was pretty funny. I was up there for my buddy's bachelor party, actually, and uh, we both drug our boats up there. He had like a bay boat, and I had my old nineteen eighty seven bass boat. Uh, my old boat and um, we're like all right well we're gonna go out on the lake and go cliff jumping and you know go have a big time and whatnot and of course we're gonna fish too so we went way up river and we're fishing around and I think I had I had three guys on my boat and between the three of us we had five fish in the boat and the biggest one was maybe 11 inches long maybe Um, (laughs) I mean just tiny fish we're like Damn, this lip sucks like this is terrible like let's just go and you know go drink some beers and you know jump off some more cliffs and uh we're like all right well let's go fish this one point you know on the way to the way to go do that and first cast it's like as they were picking up their rods i'd hang into this fish I'm like oh man like i think this is like a three or four pounder you know this is like a big fish we're you know hyped whatever and this fish comes up and i mean I, I can't explain it. It was like a five gallon bucket coming out of the water in its mouth. And um, I mean, got it in the net and freaking out. So we, we caught six fish that day, um, five, 11 inches and a 12 and a half pound. Um, <laughs> he does. It was, you know, crazy day of fishing, but that, lake, that lake, yeah, that lake has them. Um, yeah, I've talked to those North Texas guys and they've gone up there and, you know, had 60, 70 fish days all between 16 and 20 inches. So that lake grows them. It has them. You hear about a 12, 13, 14 pounder or three or four coming out of there every single year. So uh, it'll be fun. It's got small mouth. It's got large mouth. You can fish up river and fish in dirtier water. You can fish in main lake and fish in, you know, 20 foot clarity. So, uh, you know, another one of those lakes that kind of has whatever you want. See that, Ryan? We got good lakes over this way. Are you claiming Oklahoma now? No. I mean, what? <laughs> over, over this way. <laughs> Outside of it's pretty close to the border. Though. Not that far from me. If if I can line up a turkey hunt, if I can line up, if we if we can line up a turkey hunt down there, I'll I'll make yes. that one. It is in the Washita Mountains. I don't know if that makes a difference to you, Ryan. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan doesn't have fond memories of Washington. I put uh, like four hundred dollars worth of batteries in my truck and <laughs> watch it. <all. laughs> yeah, it's a it's a gorgeous lake, great scenery. Um, I think it will, will fall during turkey se- uh, turkey season too. Lots of public land in Oklahoma, so if y'all want to double dip with that one, that would be a great one to do that. We've got a place that we hunt out out that way. My buddy just got back from duck hunting out there a couple weeks ago, but we're trying to trying to make that happen. I'd like to just take one week and and kill, so to speak, two birds with one stone. Gotcha. Well, uh, yeah. hey Chris, you got anything you want to shout out before we get out of here, man? About your local trail or anything else that's coming up with, with TK? Uh, no, man. Uh, you know, local trails, Southeast Texas. Um, that's about it. I mean, uh. Yeah. Next tournament's on Rayburn, February twentieth. But uh, like I said, we've uh, we've been fortunate enough to be uh, successful in the few years we've been around. And, uh, usually, average seventy or so per tournament. Right. And, uh, we always start off on Fayette to hit 
you know, it's usually 90 to 100 just because it's Fayette. It's kind of centrally located for everyone. So, well, at least for central and, and southeast guys, like uh, Houston area, right? For uh, We don't have many, very many options that are real close by in the Houston area. I mean, uh, plenty of reds and, and specs if you want to go saltwater, but that's not my thing. I don't like cleaning my gear or ruining my, my stuff. So, <laughs> I got you. That dirty old Galveston water. You have to cut your leg off. <laughs> it's aggressive. Yeah. Man, no, there's always, some, there's always some beef between the saltwater guys here. It's funny. Uh, we appreciate y'all coming on here, man. It sounds like y'all have big things happening in Texas with the, with the championships. My wife and I have been kicking around the idea for a couple weeks now about eventually moving down to Texas. So you're giving me more of a reason to come down there. Uh, Texas is full right now. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I think all of California yeah, moved there, didn't it? Move no, that's more the Austin area. You didn't yeah, really. You don't want to move to Houston. It's Houston sucks. I promise. It's, yeah. uh, We're looking more more here for, for work. So. Yeah, yeah Jeff's about to launch his rap career. He's moving to Houston to try to get some clout. No, I think there's uh, good senior living communities down there. That's where I'm heading. <laughs> <laughs> a nice desert golf course. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, the hill country is nice. I'd live in the hill country if I could, but uh, yeah, I said I got transferred out here for for work from Las Vegas of all places, and uh, and uh, yeah, I miss home sometimes, especially during summer when it's like hundred degrees and hundred percent humidity. But uh, <laughs> trip clubs just aren't the same either. But uh, oh. Oh my! I'll just have to live with it. You know, so. it is what it is. Yeah, it is what stuff. it is. I'm a family man now, anyway. So there you go. Keep it that way. With none of those clubs. That's why I don't fish. By the way, <laughs> you can. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else for us, brother? No. Uh, I mean, locally here, we've got our we've got a Tennessee Valley Kayak Anglers event Saturday, Lake Wide Chickamauga event. Uh, so we're going to get out and hopefully we will catch a couple of those uh, cold water girls swimming around and then uh then we'll be heading to the bos on seminole uh the next week i'm looking forward to getting down there shane and dave went down and beat them up pretty good pre-fishing so i'm hoping they sore lip all their fish again this year yeah saw some pics they posted it looked just like last year deja vu <laughs> it is isn't it it yeah. is i can't wait I, I can't wait to get back down there i'm hoping i can put together uh two days worth of fish is my goal uh for this year Good stuff. I'll be watching. I'll be watching till March. I don't have anything until March. So you'll be with us in our hearts, Jeff. I want you. I'll to be know. cheering for you. I'll be cheering for all you guys. Are you uh, coming? Are you coming to that one, Joseph? Good. No, I'm not. That's actually the. Uh, I think that's the one tournament that we scheduled on top of a BOS event. Gotcha. Um, so that'll be our first tournament at Fayette. I'm going to stay here local for that one. Um, I think my first. BOS event is going to be Broken Bow, and then um, planning planning on hitting Rayburn, Dardanelle, Mississippi, the Susky, Pickwick, and then you know hopefully between those we'll qualify for the TOC. So nice, but I I would love to fish Seminole. I just don't think it's in the cards this year. I got you. It'll be a good time for sure. That's a it's a fun little hangout at, at Big Gems. Anybody coming in for the tournament, look up Big Gems. That's where we'll be pretty much every night. Good stuff. All right. Well, good luck, everybody, this weekend coming up. And uh, we'll try to rustle up another guest next week. Are we trying to get Addison on next week, Ryan? Yeah. 
Yeah, let's let's go ahead and write that down in stone. Addison Johnson, he's uh he's he's the the artist behind the Lunch Money Lambert theme song. Uh, but Addison's a, he's a local kayak angler here uh, out of Nashville. He's also a country singer. He's been doing that for a while, and he's got his new album coming out. So he's gonna come on and tell us, you know how he got started in, in both those avenues of his life. And I'm sure it'll be a interesting story. He's a, he's quite the character. Good stuff, man. All right. Thank y'all for watching and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks again, fellas. Appreciate it guys.